They shot it down, but why did it take so long? And when are we going to find out what was in this thing? The Chinese spy balloon saga continues. The Biden administration allowed this balloon to travel right across the country for eight days. And Team Biden didn't even want to tell us about it. No, 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 because you see, they had this big visit. Antony Blinken, our secretary of state, was supposed to be over there in China, and they didn't want to cancel it. They thought they could hide this from the American people. China's a problem. The Biden administration doesn't want you to know about it, and every single one of us should be worried. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. I am Trish Regan. This is the Trish Regan Show. We are brought to you in part today by Legacy Precious Metals. Go to LegacyPMInvestments.com. Check them out for more. Again, LegacyPMInvestments.com. We'll talk a little bit more about the economy coming up. But before we do, to the news of the day, which is that there's not only that balloon that we shot down out there on the coast, but there's another one in our hemisphere, apparently floating over Venezuela and Colombia. The Chinese, who want you to believe that somehow this is just some civilian weather surveillance operation, the Chinese are so lacking in creativity that they can't even come up with a decent excuse when you got a couple of these balloons hanging out in the Western Hemisphere. And Obama's former Director of National Intelligence, James Clapper, yeah, the same guy that was out peddling the now infamous, totally disproven dossier, James Clapper was on CNN saying he believed China. (laughs) I mean, moronic. Listen. I'm kind of inclined to believe the Chinese that this thing, uh, this errant, had wandered off uh, course. Wow. Well, I'm just glad you're not director of national intelligence anymore. Not that I can say that Team Biden is doing any better. The fact that he said that speaks volumes about the lengths to which the Democrats will go to try to manipulate things to help them. He didn't want Joe Biden to look bad. Joe Biden didn't want to look bad. He tried to hide this thing from us. He thought he could until people started spotting it in the sky in Montana. So it shows you they will just lie and lie and lie so as to protect their own political behinds. What the heck went down here? And why is it that it was able, the balloon that is, to last for eight days? Why did they wait until it was over the Atlantic Ocean to shoot it down? Did they worry, for example, that there could have been some kind of bio weapon inside? I mean, why wouldn't you have just shot it down? And then the other question I have is, why were they so keen on keeping the truth From the American people, we've seen this over and over again, whether it was the classified documents that they held on to that information for 68 days until after midterm elections or whether it's this. Ah, Apparently it's because Secretary of State Antony Blinken really wanted to go to China. He had this big, big visit to Beijing that was scheduled for this week that clearly under the circumstances they needed to cancel. So Blinken doesn't get to go to China. I think that's probably a good thing. And nobody wanted to cancel it. It's important to know when you got to stand up for yourself and you got to stand up for your country. And this was one of those moments. And I don't like that this thing traveled all across our nation. I don't like that another one of these things, balloons, happens to be still hanging out in our hemisphere. It's very clear China's trying to send a message. News today that China says they reserve the right to retaliate. More on that coming up. But first, some words from our sponsors. You know, as we look at this increased volatility, there's a lot of nervousness in the world right now. And it's one of the reasons why people are seeking out safe havens 
in their investing. Well, one of those safe havens for many people is gold. So I want to tell you about our show advertiser, Legacy Precious Metals. Wonderful, wonderful group. I do personally like gold and I do own it and I own it for a lot of the reasons that I've talked to you about in the past. I'm not your financial advisor, but I'd be encouraging of a diversified portfolio. To me anyway, part of the diversification does include gold. So if you're interested, give them a ring. You can thank them for being a sponsor from the very, very beginning, right? here on the Trish Regan Show, 1-866-589-0560. Again, it's 1-866-589-0560. LegacyPMInvestments.com is their website. If you go there, guess what? You're going to get a free investing guide, LegacyPMInvestments.com. We may see some market trepidation this week. I would expect it. By the way, I am not exactly what you would call a bull in this sort of economy, even though some people are, oh, you know, it's great. Inflation's coming down. You know what? It's not. It's not coming down fast enough. We got the consumer personal expenditure index, which I don't even think is the right way to be looking at inflation. I really don't. There's some idiosyncrasies about it that would not make it my favorite metric if I were on the Federal Reserve Board of Governors to be looking at. But nonetheless, this is the thing that they watch and it's at 5%. So they're like, oh, that's great. Well, let me just say again, because it's not my favorite metric. If you were to actually look at this on an apples to apples basis and you went back to the early 1980s when Paul Volcker had to raise rates so aggressively in order to contain inflation, what you would actually find is that we're much closer to roughly 14% inflation, just like we were back then. And guess what else? We've got all kinds of international problems. I mean, the balloon thing, this is whole other level stuff. But nonetheless, back then, we had the Middle East crisis. And so as a result of that, you had escalating oil prices, which we have a little of today. We also have escalating food prices, leading us very much into a stagflationary style environment. So be prepared. Tuesday, Tuesday night, we're going to hear from the president of the United States who's going to tell us, oh, everything's great. I mean, he actually is either stupid enough or delusional enough or deceptive enough to have sat there with a straight face on Friday and have said this about inflation. Any blame for inflation, Mr. President? Taking blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in real economic difficulty. That's why I don't. Thank you. Okay, I just need to set the record straight on that. That really irritates me when people just so blatantly lie about things like the economy where we actually have metrics that we can go back and look at, including, of course, inflation. 1.4% inflation. That's what we had when Joe Biden came to office. But then he added his third stimulus check. I mean, we'd already had two from the federal government. I warned it was too many. Two stimulus checks, plus all that the Federal Reserve was doing. We certainly didn't need a third one, plus more money printing from the Federal Reserve. I mean, it was absolutely absurd. We have Joe Biden to thank for all the inflation that we are seeing in our economy. If it were up to him, we'd have even more. We'd have ten dollars and $20,000 being handed out to every single person that ever enrolled in college. How the heck do they think that's going to reduce inflation in college education expenses? These people care only about themselves. You need to remember that. They think that if they just keep printing money and they keep handing out checks, they can stay in office. So they'll sit there with a straight face and tell you it's transitory inflation or like Joe Biden just did tell you there was tons of inflation when it was only 1.4 percent. They will do this for their own. 
own benefit. All the more reason to be very thoughtful, again, about diversification when it comes to investing for your future and planning for your future. With that in mind, another word from one of our wonderful sponsors. This one is Key City Capital. I mean, look, we know our dollars do not go as far as they used to. That's that's a given right now. Key City Capital, one of our advertisers here on the Trish Regan Show, wants to help you find ways to invest so as to hopefully offset the negative impacts of an inflationary environment. For more, you can check them out at keycitycapital.com forward slash Trish. For accredited investors, Key City offers passive investments in cash flowing real estate, and their thinking is that the cash flow can act as a hedge against some of this inflation and all this, well, stock market volatility. And that's because when prices rise, more couples, more families, they delay home ownership. And since Key City Capital owns thousands of rental units, the Key City team believes there are some attractive prospects for income and appreciation out there as more and more renters apply to live in their communities. So consider letting the team at Key City Capital, a sponsor of the Trish Regan Show, help you try to grow your wealth and diversify your portfolio. For more information about whether or not Key City Capital's approach is the right one for you, head over to keycitycapital.com forward slash Trish, or you can call them directly at 817-912-1569. Again, 817-912-1569. Remember... I always say this, investing comes with a whole lot of risk, all kinds of risks. So make sure you always do your due diligence. Make sure you consult your own advisors, of which, reminder, I am not one. And make sure you invest wisely. I want to turn back to China and Joe Biden and the connection there, because amid this entire balloon fiasco, we still have those classified documents that were discovered at the Biden think tank which was run by the University of Pennsylvania. So basically he came on, put his name up on the billboard there. And what do you know? Millions of more dollars, primarily from China, poured in through the door. The Wall Street Journal did a very interesting, very in-depth piece on this relationship, I guess that's what you could call it, between University of Pennsylvania and the Biden family that was rather troubling. Apparently, this very tight relationship goes all the way back to his early days in Washington, D.C., when he went to the university and sought out some of their experts on how he should think about Vietnam. When you look at the character of Joe Biden, which seems to be quite lacking in so many various ways, including his security in terms of his own intelligence. And I think it's quite telling that he always wants to be surrounded by these university professors. Remember when he first came to the White House and he invited all these professors there to the White House so they could sit around a big table and talk about how he, he could have a legacy like FDR. By the way, if you really dig into it, and Amity Schles did a wonderful wonderful book on this called The Forgotten Man. If you really look at FDR and the policies he enacted, he contributed to the length of the Great Depression in massive ways. So I personally don't love everything that FDR did for this country at all. But you know what? Academia loves them. And the academics, they write and teach the history. And Joe Biden wants to be Mr. Wonderful. So he invited all those academics to the White House and they came up with all these ridiculous plans. And Joe Biden was more concerned about what his legacy might be and how he would be represented by the academic community that he just didn't care about the problems his policies would create for everyday Americans. And so we see evidence of that now, and we see evidence of that back in 1972, when he was just an aspiring U.S. senator considering a run. Fast forward to years later when he's vice president to President Obama, he was still going back to the university, using it as a backdrop for new initiatives. 
I mean, think about that 2016 cancer moonshot initiative he had. He used the university for that. And so this contact kept up. What's amazing to me is that they paid him, the University of Pennsylvania, they paid Mr. Biden $900,000 to be the uh, the headliner on the Penn Biden Center. So they gave him a staff. They gave him a title. They gave him a salary. And clearly, I guess it was worth it because the Chinese money kept pouring in, reportedly tens of millions of dollars after Biden got the gig. Now, look, this is not unprecedented. Plenty of presidents of the United States have had relationships with the colleges or universities that they attended. I mean, Yale comes to mind, right? A lot of presidents went to Yale and they continue to have a relationship with Yale. But this one's a little weird because Biden didn't go to University of Pennsylvania, for starters. And secondly, we live in a different world. We live in a very different world, a much more international, more global kind of world where we need to be more skeptical when it comes to international money exchanging hands. The concern, and look, it's a real one, is whether or not China was trying to buy influence to the future president of the United States through the University of Pennsylvania. It's like a sophisticated money laundering operation, right? We pay UPenn. UPenn pays Joe Biden. UPenn maybe gets a few of its people on staff with Joe Biden, eventually, hopefully, to the White House. And guess what? China suddenly bought influence. You add in the classified documents being found in the Penn Biden Center, and you got yourself something that is quite troubling. Anyway, uh, turning the corner a bit, as we talk about things that are troubling, I, I do still wonder why on earth they didn't shoot this thing down earlier. Why didn't they? You know, they were in Montana. What, what was the fear? I guess there, there had to have been some fear. Maybe it would contaminate the air in some way, which is a, a good excuse for me to do another promotion for one of our great sponsors. And this one I love because, you know what, guys, I actually have really, really bad allergies. I will say this. I am so looking forward to having my Enviro Cleanse from ekpure.com. I'm so looking forward to having it this spring because I live in the Northeast and we have a ton of pollen and I'm sneezing all spring long. So I'm super psyched about this. You know, look, if all home air purifiers were the same, then I'll ask you this. Why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because EnviroCleanse advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness-causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. And Viral Cleanse is the new science in air purification. And now you can get one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flu from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy-inflaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. I like that. Visit ekpure.com and use code Trish, my name, ekpure.com, my name. That's your discount code. It's going to get you 10% off your EnviroCleanse home air purification unit. You're going to get a free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's a savings of 150 bucks. So do it. Help yourself, help your family. Go to ekpure.com, use my discount code Trish and get yours today. Right now, as we learn that there is still another balloon out there in the Western Hemisphere. We also hear that Colombia, the country, is looking to reconsider some of its relations with China, meaning, I guess, that the uh, politicians there in Colombia have a few more cojones, shall we say, than Mr. Joe Biden, who was 
allegedly still wanting and willing to send his secretary of state to China until the public found out about it and saw this thing way up in the air. At some point, he realized he couldn't hide this giant Chinese spy balloon from everyone. So apparently the Chinese spy balloon was wandering around some of these Latin American countries like Colombia, like Venezuela, which brings something else entirely into focus right now. And that's the importance of protecting our own hemisphere. We are working really hard to protect Europe. We are making sure that Russia is not taking advantage of Ukraine. We are doing everything we can, at least strategically and monetarily, to assist Ukraine in its efforts. And that helps us by helping Europe. But what about what's going on right here at home? In our own hemisphere, where we are seeing threats from Russia and from China, right here, just two and a half hours from Miami. A source told me recently he had never seen so many Russians in Venezuela before. Well, there's a reason for that. Part of it has to do with Russia wanting to have influence in an area that is so close to us. China wants to have influence in an area that is so close to us. And Venezuela really doesn't have much choice because our relationship has deteriorated so badly with Venezuela that they can't do business with us. So when you think about it, Joe Biden has forced Venezuela into a corner. You wouldn't have thought that from him, right? He's forced them so far into a corner that now what are they going to say when the Chinese spy balloon is above their country? I mean, at least, as I pointed out, Colombia was able to say, uh-uh, not happening here. Venezuela doesn't have a choice. And this exposes the vulnerability that Joe Biden, Antony Blinken, and the entire administration have truly put us in. It's pretty remarkable, actually. When you look at how the economy affects national security, it shows you we just need smarter, better people in Washington, D.C. Because right now, our Treasury Department, don't forget, Ms. Yellen there, Treasury Secretary Extraordinaire, who thought inflation was so transitory, our Treasury Department has... A slew of sanctions against Venezuela, which make it so that Russians, Chinese, Iranians can buy up PDVSA, the Venezuelan oil company's debt, for pennies on the dollar. You say, well, okay, who cares? Like, who wants PDVSA debt? Why does that matter? I'll tell you why it matters. It matters because whoever owns that oil company, whoever owns the debt of that oil company is effectively controlling Venezuela and the government of Venezuela. So by saying no Americans can actually buy this, they can only sell it. If you own it right now, if you own PDVSA debt, and by the way, I I know a thing or two about this because my first job was actually on the trading desk at Goldman Sachs where we were trading Latin American sovereign debt, including PDVSA bonds. So... The deal is, as an American, you can own this debt, right? Like you might a treasury or a bond in something else. You can own PDVSA debt. You just can't buy it. So the only ones that are buying it, and they're buying it cheap. It's like a fire sale, right? They're they're buying it for, for nothing. That would be the Russians and the Chinese and anyone else we don't get along with. Why? Why are we saying it's a okay? for our enemies to have the biggest control over a country 
that's sitting on so much in terms of natural resources. I mean, the Orinoco region in Venezuela is believed to have more oil in it than Saudi Arabia. Why are we saying it's fine for all of our enemies to have influence and ownership in a country so close to us? I mean, we are so focused on Ukraine right now, and I get it, but are we leaving our back door open? I think we are. Sources telling me they've never seen so many Russians there. And the reason is because the Russians are trying to work out all these financial arrangements while simultaneously the Chinese are sending their Chinese spy balloons overhead. And what is Venezuela supposed to do? Look, I, I am no fan of socialist-style governments of any kind. And the biggest problem that we've had with Venezuela has been the Cuban influence there. Again, things that we should have managed better, okay, guys? Like, we could have, should have not had the Cubans influencing that place. But we allowed Hugo Chavez to run wild, and then Nicolas Maduro came in, and he's had to kind of fix a few things. There has been a ton of criticism, obviously, and the country's just total mess with people starving. I mean, it went from the strongest economy in all of Latin and South America to one of the poorest places in the world where people are starving. And there is no reason for this. And yes, we can blame socialism, and I do. But at this point, it's important that we're realists. We need to think about how we as a country are being affected by decisions that have been made in the past. There is an opportunity for free and fair elections, and we should push for them very, very hard in Venezuela. But simultaneously, we need to recognize the threat that Russia and China really are. And Biden, for whatever reason, can't seem to figure out his way out of a paper bag on this one. It's simple stuff. Fix the sanctions. Allow Chevron. They, they, they're they sort of allowing Chevron. They finally got some of those licensing deals done. Allow Chevron in there so that they can pump some of the oil. That would help us. It would help them. And let's make sure that we have control. The United States has more control than any other country down there in our neck of the woods. I mean, they're our neighbor. Do you really want Russia with an entry point into the U.S. or China for that matter? Think about it. Monroe Doctrine 101. When we talk about strong borders, we need to think about not just the impact on various communities along the borders and throughout the country, frankly, when it comes to crime issues, when it comes to drug issues, we also need to think about the national security issues. So we need those strong borders. And simultaneously, we need strong relationships with the countries around us. Can you imagine if Russia or China were trying to set up shop in Canada? This is the same sort of stuff. We need to jump in while we still can. Find a way to open relations. Find a way to ensure freedom, hopefully capitalism, to a country that used to benefit so much from it. This is the root issue. Kamala Harris talks about, uh, we got to fix these root causes of problems in Latin America. I'll tell you, the root cause, the biggest problem of all, is that there's not enough capitalism in that part of the world. Anything that we can do to provide, incentivize more capitalism, more freedom, it's good for them and it's good for us. 
So you're going to watch the State of the Union on Tuesday. Can you imagine the speechwriters now? They're like totally freaking out. They got to rewrite the whole thing. <laughs> they wanted to talk about how things are getting better in the world, right? And now all these international conflicts are becoming more and more egregious, specifically the one we're looking at with China and this darn balloon thing. Anyway, we're going to talk about that in a second. But somebody is sitting over in the corner and he doesn't want me to ignore him. You know, I talk every day on this program about Rough Greens because Rough Greens is the supplement that I use for my dog Fluffy to make sure that he gets all his vitamins and nutrients every single day. I sprinkle it right on top of his food. He loves it. He really does. So you know that. What you also need to know about is naturopathic doctor Dennis Black, the one who created this stuff, Rough Greens. He's also an airborne ranger, a Green Beret, Vietnam-era helicopter pilot, just an amazing background. He also loves dogs so much that he's now totally committed and focused on helping as many dogs as he can because he knows dogs need nutrition too. And you've heard me say, just as he has said, dog food is, well, basically dead food. But Rough Greens, that's what brings it alive because it's got the essential vitamins, it's got the minerals, the omega oils, digestive enzymes, probiotics, antioxidants that your dog needs. Dr. Black and his dogs, they are offering right now for fans of this program a free jumpstart trial bag so your dog can try Rough Greens and hopefully get back some of that energy. Hopefully get rid of some of those allergies that so many dogs suffer from. Get your free Jumpstart trial bag of Rough Greens today. All you have to do is cover the shipping. And you don't even have to change your dog's food. You just add this on top every single day. Go to roughgreens.com forward slash Trish, my name. Again, it's roughgreens, R-U-F-F, get it, dot com forward slash Trish today. So I asked you, are you going to watch? Are you going to watch tomorrow night, the big State of the Union Joe Biden looking to do some kind of weird victory lap. He did get a good jobs report the other day, but as I've said, and I'll continue to say, I just don't buy it. I believe we're heading towards stagflation, and I don't think that he's going to be able to fix it. The Fed is not going to be able to fix it, and you're going to see the pain eventually in the markets. But anyway, he had this whole speech planned, right? And then this balloon thing happened, and he tried to hide it. He wanted to hide it. We have reports now coming from the not exactly conservative New York Times saying that there was an effort to just downplay it all. We also are getting mixed reports from unknown intelligence sources in the media saying, oh, this has happened before. Yeah, this is like totally normal. Apparently it happened off the coast of Hawaii before. And this is just par for the course. The Trump administration intelligence officials are coming out and saying, absolutely not. No way. This never happened. So there's a little bit of a dispute going back and forth on that. You know which side the media is on. So they're trying to also downplay this, saying really no big deal. I think it's kind of a big deal. And I think the American public think it's a big deal. So I think as such, Joe Biden would be extraordinarily disrespectful to all of us if he just didn't address it. I don't think he cares about being disrespectful per se, but he does know he's going to have to address this. There are lots of questions. So I would imagine the entire section on our international relations, China, Russia, Ukraine, everything that's going on, is likely being rewritten as we speak. As for the economic stuff, he will, as I said, try and say, hey, hey, look at me. You know, I have brought down inflation. You just remember he hasn't because inflation was 1.4% when he came to office. And the latest read on inflation, 
This is not the consumer expenditure index, which I told you earlier, I think is somewhat flawed and shows 5%. This is the consumer price index, which shows prices are still up 6.5% from where they were this time last year. Joe Biden's living in a fairy tale if he thinks that he's bringing down inflation at a fast enough pace to actually matter. Moreover, do not forget that wages are not growing. In fact, we've got a big fat zero in terms of wage growth in the jobs report on Friday. He wasn't talking about that. No, because that's not good. You see, prices are up six and a half percent from this time last year, and there is zero percent wage growth. So real wages, they continue to decline under Joe Biden's guidance. If you haven't done so already, please make sure that you go and you label and you rate this podcast five stars. It would mean a lot to me. It's one way to get the word out. Share the podcast. Make sure that you have subscribed on Apple iTunes, where I always am every single day, all for free. We've got some wonderful sponsors, as you have heard. So thank you for your patience through all of those. And do make sure you sign up for my newsletter at trishintel.com. I'll see you tomorrow.